do you do the podcast that explores various occupations and industries and arms you with information about what that position entails and how someone gets that job this show is for anyone who's ready for a career change or who's just entering the workforce what will we discover today lead in and enjoy the show with your host chris Welcome to What Do You Do, the career podcast. This is our first episode. It is with a guy named Steven, who is a speech pathologist. And I found him on Reddit, of all places. And it's a very interesting episode. I recorded five episodes, and this one was great. So I decided to make this one episode one. A little bit about the podcast. We will be going weekly with different people different professions and different occupations to see what do you do. If you know anybody that wants to be on the show or if you're interested, please email me at what do you do podcast at gmail.com or visit our website, what do you do podcast.com. Before we go into the interview, here's a little quote I like. It says, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it by Charles Swindle. Anyways, on to the show. All right, I'm here with Steve. He is a speech pathologist. Uh, he hails from Hawaii. Um, how about you go ahead, Steve, and give us a little induction about you? All right, yeah. So my name is Steve, and like you said, I'm a speech pathologist uh, currently residing in Hawaii. And I think one of the first things I want to do is just kind of explain what a speech-language pathologist is. So this comes from the American Speech Language Hearing Association, which is like our big uh, professional organization. And a speech language pathologist, uh, we work to prevent, assess, and diagnose and treat speech, language, social communication, cognitive communication, and swallowing disorders in children and adults. So there's definitely quite a bit of area that we cover. Um, So first off, Going over what speech disorders are, I mean, they kind of occur when a person has difficulty producing speech sounds uh, correctly or fluently. Think of like stuttering maybe, or has problems uh, with his or her voice or resonance. Um, We also work with language disorders, you know, especially with people, how they understand language or express language. And another big thing we do is social communication, where a person has trouble with the social use of verbal and nonverbal communication. Um, This could also include children and adults with autism spectrum disorders. Um, We also work with cognitive communication disorders, uh, such as, you know, adults with a TBI or result of a stroke. And then finally, uh, swallowing disorders, uh, also known as dysphagia, which are feeding and swallowing difficulties, which may, you know, occur as a result of an illness, surgery, stroke, or injury. So, yeah, that's just broadly what we do. What influenced you most to become a speech pathologist? Um, so there was a period of time where, believe it or not, I was living in Shanghai, China. And uh, I, was, I was working for a writer for this publication. It was like a family lifestyle magazine. And uh, at that point, I, th- I really like, thought I was just going to be a writer and, it was, and you know, everything would be great. But every day I went to the office, I just really hated the publishing industry and like the way it treats people. And I just could not see myself sustaining there. And then, you know, one thing it's very easy for an American to do in China is to teach English. So I picked up this, uh, you know, English teaching gig 
but it wasn't really teaching like vocab or grammar. It was just really teaching like how to sound more American, like teaching the American accent. And man, I just loved going to work every day doing that. And I'm like, man, this is like my dream job. Like, how can I make this like, how, how can I do this every day? And uh, speech language pathology is like, you know, one thing I thought was like, you know, close enough to that. And then, you know, after I figured out what it was, I Googled for four days straight and decided, man, I'm just going to be a speech language pathologist. Like, this is my, this is my, you know, uh, direction in life. How, um, as far as when it comes to the education, what track did you have to go? I mean, if you're used to being a writer, it seems like it might have been, you know, kind of like a 180 turnaround, head back to the education trail. Was there education you had to do or like certifications with accreditation or how did you find um, the education track? Uh, yeah, so that's kind of like the um, the more of a more of the pain, uh, kind of getting into this field. So I had an undergraduate degree, uh, double majored in English and history, and then you know that's when I decided I want to be speech language pathologist. So then I had to do one year of just prerequisite classes into um, communication disorders, and then from there I got like formally accepted into a, a master's program, where I was able to get um, my master's of science in communication disorders. So all in all, it took me about seven years worth of higher education. But I think there are some programs where you can get that done, you know, between five and six years. Um, that's pretty amazing because that's almost borderline, you know, medical school or law. Uh, you know, I get that a lot. Like, you know, I, I put in as much like higher education as a lawyer does, but, you know, clearly not a lawyer. But I'm also like way happy with that decision. I think all the education was totally worth it because, you know, it seems like I have such a small job, but it's really just so much information. And I don't think that was enough time to really learn everything, to be honest. I mean, in the two years of the master's program, it was just so much information. Uh, it really could have been like a longer program. Yeah, I remember when I was a child, I could not say the letter R. Mm-hmm. And for the life of me, it seemed like any of the, the speech therapists that I saw were female. Yeah. But you're a <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely the unicorn. Um, I remember in my uh, graduate class, you know, I, I went into this first day not knowing that there was a, like a big gender divide. I walk, in, I walk into class and it's just like 40 women and then me. I'm like, what, what, am I in the wrong class? Like this, this <laughs> cannot possibly be. But yeah, no, that's how it is. Like I was definitely the unicorn. What's the the one most appealing thing that you find being a uh, speech pathologist? Uh, the best thing about being a speech pathologist, um, I think it's the people that I work with um, because like, it really is such a range of people I can work with from, you know, from literally age zero to almost like age 100 and plus. Like I can work with just about anyone with a communication or swallowing disorder. Um, that's, that's what I love most about it. it. It really comes down to flexibility. You know, I can work in a school setting. I could work in a hospital, uh, a skilled nursing facility, outpatient. Uh, I feel like there's just so just so many opportunities, and that's not even like you know getting into private practice. So, can you like start your own speech clinic, or do you freelance? Um, what would is when someone comes in the field? What's the way they usually start? Would they start like under someone else learning, uh, kind of you know? shadow them for a little while or is it just kind of right off the bat here you go you know start you know maybe find your specialty if you're gonna be with children more or autism or elderly uh, is it kind of you just pick what you want to do 
Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, with this field, it's definitely like a choose-your-own-adventure novel. So after you graduate, you have to go through this uh, um, almost like a probationary period. It's called your clinical fellowship. And you know, after that, like, it's around, it works out to be like around nine months. And then after that, you get your certificate of clinical competence through the American Speech Language Hearing Association. And at that point, you're kind of like a free agent and you, you just kind of like write your own ticket. So, you know, you could absolutely, like, there's nothing stopping you from opening up your own, like, you know, private practice or clinic or whatever. But there's, like I said before, there's just so much to know and like so much experience that you need to have, I think, before you do that, that it's probably best to work under someone and really figure out, like, where you want to specialize. Um, you know, one thing that I always told myself that I would love to specialize in eventually is accent modification or accent reduction. And to do that in a, in a private practice setting. But, you know, looking at it now, that probably won't be for another few years down the line. Yeah. I mean, I would assume like in the in the film and TV industry, that would be a hot job because, you know, a lot of actors and actresses would be, you know, from England. Yeah. yeah. And they would do a show and you can't really tell they're from England because they, you know, use an American. They, they lose their accent, I guess you could say, uh, for the role. Myself, I'm from West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And... The, outside the city, there's a lot of a southern twang, you know, to the voice. Oh, yeah. So people will usually say, you're from West Virginia. I'm like, yeah, I don't hear it in your voice. Uh, um, you know, that's one thing. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, we do need these little accents within the country. I think it makes uh, America much more interesting. Um, but I think accent modification, I think more in a corporate setting is much, much more useful. You know, let, like let's say that there's this really brilliant math professor from China. And he speaks like pretty good English or he has a pretty good grasp of it, but like he just doesn't come off efficiently or effectively when he's giving a lecture. So accent modification or accent reduction can help him, you know, be more widely understood by his students. And it's like really like one thing that I would really love to do is help individuals in that with that kind of communication disorder. Um, what did your family and friends think when you're going from, you know, writer publishing to to speech pathology were they pretty <laughs> supportive like i mean if you're in china and then here you are you do this and you go to hawaii I mean, that's like a lifestyle change right there through your education and then moving uh were they pretty supportive about that or you know did you get talked to oh absolutely i I'm, I'm very blessed in my life that you know my family and my friends have definitely supported me i think when i first told people that this is what i want to do they're like okay steve all right you and your get get rich quick schemes but no, like everyone was like super supportive once they saw me, you know, applying for grad school and then going through like the difficulty that is grad school. It's not the easiest time in the world. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm definitely blessed with good, with good family and friends. No one, no one like really criticized me on my decision, which I, I'm super thankful for. And you know, man, it's, it's been great. Especially the move from China to Hawaii is a pretty big one, especially, I mean, um now they're in hawaii do they do the children have accents or would you say there's a, a more of um a calling in the place like hawaii or puerto rico or maybe alaska where there's some regional accents um so kind of what i'm doing right now is like i'm not really doing accent modification or reduction i'm actually working in a school in a school setting um but in terms of like local accents you know that or I'd call it more of a dialect. There's like the, what's known as pidgin, which is like mm-hmm. like a lo- really like local way of speaking English. Um, and it's super interesting. Um, 
But I mean, that's not one thing I really target like on a day-to-day basis. And you know, something like I probably wouldn't want to do, because like I said before, I think accents like, you know, in the U.S. make it much more interesting, make it a much more rich tapestry. I'm more worried about people like communicating more effectively. Right. So, for example, you might, you know, generically see children like me as a kid that would have a problem saying R. Right. To help them overcome that. Um, and, you know, I just, that's the one thing I remember most about elementary school is my speech therapy. Oh, yeah. Because um, it was just nonstop letter R, letter R. Yeah. How do you say it? But making it fun for a kid to be able to grasp on to learning how to do this when, you know, I think I'm doing it right, but you're telling me I'm not. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, Oh man. Like, that's what I remember. It was say, me saying, I'm saying it right. Cause in my head, I think I'm saying it right. And you're saying, no, I'm not. And you're conflicting. And it, it drove me mad. And I remember when I first started, it was, it was hard. But then once the older I got, wait, they're trying to help me. Yeah, I am yeah. saying it wrong. <laughs> um, and so it's, it's things like that. And I guess if you don't use speech pathology at all, or you don't know someone that has, it's one of those jobs that kind of flies kind of below to the ground. Um, and I wish more people could, you know, learn how to embrace it and use it. Um, yeah, no, I totally agree. I think this definitely is, like you said, like, you know, one of those like, you know, fly under the radar kind of professions. Um, I myself, like when I meet new people, um, like I'm always kind of explaining what I do. Um, I'd say like a couple times a week I have to explain what I do and people are generally are pretty fascinated with what I do. Um, and one thing that I always bring up is the movie, the King's speech, right? Where he mm-hmm. helps, um, you know, at that point, the new King of England with this severe stuttering, uh, you know, to, you know, produce this magnificent, beautiful speech at the end. I mean, that's, you know, one example of one thing that I could be doing. Um, you know, Bruce Willis, the famous actor, right? He's a terrible yes. stutterer, terrible. Um, and you know, I know for a fact, he went to speech, speech therapy for many years. And that's why in movies, you never see him with like really long lines or even when he did a monologue on uh, Saturday night live a few years ago, you could like definitely see him like have those kind of like stuttering moments, but then he just kind of like has a more fluent, you can barely tell that he stutters. Yeah. And it's, it's, to me, that's absolutely beautiful. That's like when the brain kicks in and you can remember what how to overcome. Uh, I uh, guess yeah. so he would go back to what he's learned. You know, let's, let's slow it down a little bit because I know if I if I talk real fast, I'm, I'm a natural, I talk super fast. Mm-hmm. So constantly in my mind, I have to keep, you know, slow it down, Chris. Keep it slow. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm just blabbering and blabbering and then you can't understand me. And it sounds worse than, you know, any accent or dialect that I could think of. It's just a garbled, you know, nonsense. Oh, yeah. When you, have, you know, like when you like slush your words together. But I think exactly. It just all runs together. Like, and yep. so we've talked about a lot of the positives. And is there anything that you could think of that might just be like the one thing that slows you down? If you go into work like, man, I have to do this today. Uh, so or is that like pretty, pretty positive all around? Uh, you know, I think with like any job, there's uh, some drawbacks and, you know, I think, you know, usually it's, it's sometimes the people, 
So because I work in a school setting and, you know, I, I try to help, you know, kids as much as I possibly can. And, you know, I have to meet with the parents of these children. And sometimes that's like way easier said than done. And sometimes it can get a little contentious at times. And right. uh, especially when you work on individualized education plans or IEPs, uh, those meetings can sometimes get a little rough. But, you know, I think one of the big things about being a speech pathologist is that, is that you're a team player. You're working with the occupational therapists. You're working with the social workers. Um, you're working with principals and teachers. You're working with everyone in the school, at least like in a school setting anyways. Um, so you really have to, like, learn to, like, trust the other person that they're going to get, like, their end of the paperwork done. Uh, and I think, I think that's really great. You know, like, it can be a negative if someone doesn't, like, pick up, like, their end of the deal. And you kind of have to work around that. But, um, I mean, other than that, like, it's it's a very manageable job. And, you know, it can be very, very, very rewarding at the same time. I think it's very rewarding because you're you're helping people overcome uh, obstacles in their speech. Mm-hmm. That I know, you know, back to when I say I couldn't say R, I'd get frustrated because people are saying, you know, what'd you say? Yep, yep. So when you're able to communicate effectively, that's a whole level of stress that just goes away. Because um, you, people, you get worked up sometimes. I remember getting worked up. And mm-hmm. now that I can say R, it's, the level of stress is just gone. Oh, yeah. So I think, oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, absolutely. I mean, I could, like, I could definitely relate to that. I think a lot of people, I don't, I'm not sure if, like, if everyone can relate to not being like understood, but just imagine being in a foreign country and you're trying your hardest to speak the language, the local language, and you just can't get it. Like the frustration that overcomes you when you're just even just trying to order like just some basic food and you just can't get your point across. That's, I mean, that's, that's very frustrating. And I think something that a lot of people can relate to, but something we don't necessarily think about and maybe we take for granted, especially now, like, oh, I could just send you a text message of, you know, what needs to happen later versus like, you know, calling someone. And, you know, if you have a problem with you saying the letter R, like that, that can definitely be a hindrance. Definitely be a hindrance. So if you are, do you have any resources that you can think off your head where someone that wants to go into speech pathology, um, like the accreditation groups or anything, do you have any accreditation groups, names you could drop that they could look up online or learning resources that they could go take a peek at? Oh, absolutely. I think the first step is to go to asha.org, A-S-H-A dot O-R-G. That's the American Speech Language Hearing Association. And that's like the accreditation um, for like all speech language pathologists and audiologists. So that should be like your first step. If you're kind of interested in like what a speech pathologist does and looking at education requirements, like a little bit more specifically, and then, you know, from there, I would recommend going to the subreddit SLP, uh, short for speech language pathologist, just, you know, RSLP. That also like gives you like some of the topics that people are talking about within the field. And then, you know, once you're serious about going to grad school or if you have any questions about grad school, there's a new subreddit called RSLP grad school where you can figure out like what your chances of getting into grad school are, if you have any questions or what might help your chances. So, and for those not aware, that's reddit.com slash r slash then the, the, the names he's provided. So it'd be SLP, yep. SLP grad school. Yep. Okay. So that's the whole URL uh, to find out on Reddit. 
Yeah, absolutely. And if anyone has like more specific questions for me, uh, please email into the show. And, uh, you know, I'm assuming Chris will uh, forward the emails to me and I'll get back to you. Very much so. We'd be glad to do that. And I think it's a very good career choice. And it's definitely, to me, it sounds like a very in-demand career choice because you're always going to have the problems that you're facing every day. They're always going to be there. And I don't see it going away anytime soon. And again, it'll be very rewarding, I think, as a job for someone. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, they say right now that the demand is only going to go up and up, especially as enrollment in elementary and middle schools go up. So they're going to need more speech language pathologists to fill those roles. So if anyone is like remotely interested, I I really highly suggest just checking it out. Just a quick Google search, you know. Um, yeah, that's the way it is like now. In, yeah, very in demand right now. Very in demand. I get like two to three calls, I'd say like every other week, just about job opportunities. So definitely something to consider. That's very good to know because when you like, I'm in the IT field myself. So there's so many IT jobs, but it's so saturated. Mm. So you're fighting neck and neck. So when they're calling you to offer you jobs, that's a very good sign. Yeah, it's almost like unheard of now in today's economy. <laughs> yeah. Well, Steve, I really appreciate it. If we hear from anyone, I'd be uh, sure to forward it on to you. Um, But we really appreciate it for taking some time and speaking with us today. No, Chris, thank you so much for this opportunity. It's It's been great. Thank you. Thanks for listening in today. And be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss that one episode that can change your career path. We're passionate about sharing all the possibilities of occupations out there. And we'd like to keep moving full steam ahead. Consider becoming a patron of the show and go to patreon.com slash what do you do podcast to see how you can support the show.